I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto Byte Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lind. Hi, Emily. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm okay, thanks. Just uh, getting ready for the holidays. It's Christmas Eve today, so yay Christmas. Are you doing anything for the holidays? Uh, no. I mean, I'll, uh, I'm going to like skype my parents tomorrow and that's about it i made some pie yum i got some gingerbread beer i'm gonna drink that tonight and eat some pie and maybe watch a christmas movie dude that's sick sounds like a fun time do you have do you have stuff planned yeah, tonight I'm going to a buffet with my mom's side of the family, and then tomorrow I'm spending most of the day with my dad's side of the family, and then going home, letting the dog out, and then going back to my mom's side of the family and doing fun activities where I'm going to be drunk for most of those, Woo-hoo! so that's going to be fun. That sounds busy. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, it's it's good to have a busy Christmas, you know? So, get to see everyone, say hi, give each other presents. I'm, like, so stoked of, like, all the presents, like, I'm giving people this year. Most importantly, Rusty. Rusty's going to enjoy his gift, yeah. I'm probably just going to say it because, like, he's going to hear this. But um, my sister and I got him a year pass to Disneyland. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm going to get him out of the house and we're going to go to Disneyland. And then uh, I got my sister a cookbook and I got her a, uh, she likes Parks and Rec. So I got her a shirt that says, I met little Sebastian. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but yeah. And then gift cards because I just gave up on everyone else. Ah. <laughs> uh, but are you like the, the gift giver? Like, do you have people down or do you just, are you, you know, is it gift card Christmas? I, some years I try. And some years I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> this was a fuck it year. Like my mom wanted, <laughs> my mom wanted a new uh, muffin tin <laughs> because her muffin tin is old, and so the nonstick has worn off, and so the the muffins are no longer like 
not sticking, which is the whole point of not stick. So <laughs> she wanted that. So I'm like, that's like a $10 thing. So I also got her like a nice, like new cookie sheet. Cause I oh, like, nice. uh, just my mom. Okay. Here's my mom. My mom will know, Oh, the, you know, Christmas is coming up. Here's little things that I want, but I don't need. So I won't buy them. And then people can buy them for me. My dad, on the other hand, has none of that. He will just buy what he wants. And at Christmas, if you ask him what he wants, he's like, but if I tell you, then it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) He's like, I don't want anything. I'm like, you, oh my God. He's fucking impossible to buy for. So I got him. I went on Amazon. He's been baking a lot of bread. I think I've talked about that before, but. So I just went on Amazon and I found like the highest rated bread cookbook that I could find when I got that. And now, now I'm like, he needs a new hobby because for the past like three or four birthdays and Christmases, it's been bread stuff. Like it's been like, oh, I got him like a really good knife and I got him like a, you know, some pastry tools. But now I'm like, fuck, he needs, he needs to find something else to do. And then, like, yeah, and then, like, my little brother and sister, it's whatever my parents tell me to get them. Like, Hannah would like this movie, and Malachi would like this thing. So, my parents got my little brother um, a new phone, so I bought him a case. So, we'll have that, like, all ready to go. And then, my mom told me to get my little sister Despicable Me 3, so I got that. (laughs) That's cute. I heard that movie was really cute. Oh, but yeah, I agree with you on the dad thing. Like, I always ask my dad every year. I'm like, Dad, what do you want for Christmas? He's like, Oh, I don't know. And then, like, the end of Christmas, he's like, Just give me a gift card or something. But it was really funny because, like, this year, uh, he told my mom that he wanted a weed whacker. So, you know, usually that stuff from Amazon or wherever she got it, you know, that it started shipping um last week. So. You know how, like, usually you get something online and they send it, like, in just, like, a regular box, like a blank box. You don't know what it is. Oh, no. What is it? Was it in the <laughs> Weed Walker box? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> my, my mom was like, Dad, are you excited to open your Weed Whacker? He's like, I'm so excited. So <laughs> that's funny. But, yeah, he, he likes flags, so I got him a flag. And, you know, that's true about, you know, dads and hobbies. Like, my dad had hobbies, to, like, he... He retired um, in, like, 2011 or... Yeah, I think it was 2011. And, like, first he was um, gardening. And then he's still kind of doing that. And then he would paint stuff. He still does that every now and then. Like, he would, you know, like, make little, like, wood shop stuff. And he would, like, carve it. And then he'd paint it. And it was really cool. But he's like, nah, I found a really easy way to do it. So he just doesn't like to brag. But... I don't know what his hobby is now. I think the backyard because he's always working on the backyard because I always joke around with him that I'm going to get married back there. So mm-hmm. he always wants it to look really nice. So that's like his hobby. He goes in the backyard with the dog and the dog helps him. We, we joke around that the dog is helping him with the chores. So <laughs> Yeah, my dad, like, you know, he makes bread. So there's that. And he has, I mean, I guess he has chickens, but like, I don't, I'm not going to get him like a bag of chicken feed. Like that's not that's not a great Christmas present. Send him like a duck or something. Maybe the chickens eat a friend. <laughs> I know, like when I if I'm home, then I do things like, oh, he really likes wine, so I'd go get him like a nice like a decent bottle of something. But 
it's too big of I don't even actually I'm not sure you can ship wine to Indiana because there's still some states where you can't ship liquor oh really yeah but I just like I can't like I don't also don't want to ship a glass bottle of something and I like to like pick something out Mm -hmm. but so I'm just like okay it's gonna be this cookbook that he's never gonna use Oh my god. Yeah, I got my sister like, you know those BuzzFeed videos where those tasty videos where it's like they make the food and looks like really easy? Uh Uh-huh. Well, they made like a book and like for the recipes and I'm like, oh, perfect because like that's how my sister, she uh, found a hobby of cooking because, um, you know, she lives in Orlando now. She works or she cooks for her boyfriend. (laughs) So... She, um, I got her like a little like cookbook so like she can just like look at recipes instead of having to use data on her phone because she's that one person in our family who uses like the most data. So like three weeks because we're on Verizon. So like three weeks before like our data is up, it's like you only have 10% left. And <laughs> she's, she's the one using all the goddamn data, but that's okay. I mean, it happens. But um, yeah, well. I'll probably talk to you tomorrow, but I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. And I hope everybody who is listening who celebrates Christmas had a good Christmas. I hope people had fun. And if they wanted lots of Star Wars things, I hope you got lots of cool Star Wars things. Yeah, and I sincerely hope you got lots of Porgs for Christmas. I hope all of you got Porgs. And please send us pictures of the Porgs you got for Christmas. Or if you got any fathers, because I've been seeing some of those. I still haven't seen any of those in the wild. I saw them online at the Disney store. I didn't get one because um, I think I'm going to go to Disneyland um, on probably like early January. So I'll scope that out. I'll post pics of all the fathers. But I want those space foxes. I think they're Volpex or Volplex. Volplex? I get them confused with the Pokemon. Yeah, I get them confused with the Pokemon. So. <laughs> Crystal Fox. I'm just always going to call Crystal it Crystal Fox. Fox. The crystal critters. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, we have a fun show today. We're gonna dive deep into um, Luke Skywalker. We're gonna talk about him a little bit. Uh, just character discussion, you know. And uh, we got some awesome emails. And Emily's gonna talk about the Clone Wars. And we're not gonna do top three this week because we couldn't <laughs> think of one <laughs> because uh, it's Christmas and our minds are on Christmas. So. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing on top three. Yeah, like, I literally nothing. Like, top three Christmas songs. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All of them from the Chipmunks. Done. <laughs> I was listening to the Chipmunks today. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I love the Chipmunks. I got away. I got about halfway through the Chipmunks Christmas tape, and I'm like, oh, no, I, got, I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> Like listening to the first song was like, oh, this is fun nostalgia because it's on it's on Amazon Music, and I'm like, oh, this is fun nostalgia, and it is fun nostalgia for a couple of songs, and then it gets old because we like when I was a kid we listened to that Christmas with the Chipmunks tape because we had it on cassette tape and I listened to it like so much. We had that and we had Christmas with the California Raisins. <laughs> Which I tried to listen to, but it's only on Amazon Music, to like the Unlimited, which I don't pay for anymore. So I got to see if I can find it on YouTube or something. Oh. I used to listen to the Now the what, That's What I Call Christmas Music album. Like my mom had gotten that from like a Taco Bell years ago. <laughs> which is how you should get all of your music. 
<laughs> I just always remember that. I always would ask her, like, where'd you get all these cool Christmas songs? It was like four albums, I think. She's like, oh, I got, I bought it at Taco Bell once. And I'm like, out of all places. I can understand Starbucks because Starbucks sells albums sometimes. Yeah. But uh, Taco Bell, that must have been a hopping Taco Bell. But uh, yeah, I would listen to, you know, you name it, it would be on that album. But I remember, you know, there was one of the Chipmunk songs like, Christmas, Christmas time is here, you know, but I was really disappointed in my local radio station that like starting in like early November, it only played Christmas music. Not once did I hear anything from the chipmunks. <laughs> I was I was so disappointed. Like I think last night or the night before we were um what were we doing? We were playing Yahtzee because that that's how I roll. And <laughs> pun intended. But um yeah, we were like listening to like Amazon music because we have Echo or we call her Alexa, but I call her stupid. But uh, <laughs> I heard like a, the, the chipmunks and I'm like, that's the first time like this season that I've heard the chipmunks. Like I'm, I'm offended. I'm appalled. <laughs> I'm so many things, but. Oh, and I watched, um, I watched a Muppet Christmas Carol yesterday. I've never watched that. What? I was never big on those Muppets. What? Like, I know that I love Yoda, but like I never, I don't know. I just, I never, I didn't really know them that well. Like I know who Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy are, but I don't know any, I don't know the other ones. I think if you listen carefully to this podcast, you will be able to hear my heart breaking through the microphone (laughs) because I mean, I know that you didn't, okay. I mean, the Sesame Street thing was bad, but (laughs) This is just a whole new level. But the Muppets, especially... I mean, a Muppet Christmas Carol is... I'm going to say this. It's the best version of a Christmas Carol. It just is. <laughs> it's the best version. It's amazing. It's funny. It's sweet. The songs are really nice. Michael Caine is awesome as Scrooge. Oh, my God. I don't... I know. I don't know how to recover from this. The Muppets are, <laughs> like... Like, my favorite... The, like thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm laughing in pain. Like this is by like I'm trying to cry, but <laughs> just laughter is coming out. I'm sorry. I failed you. Oh my god, it's so good though. It's so great, and and it's just it's wonderful. And there's really good songs. And there's like good old cute Muppet mice. Oh my god. That reminds me um at Disney World at Hollywood Studios they have this like Muppets like 4D or yes. no Muppets experience. Yeah. They had, yeah that, experience. they had that way back when I went there when I was like 9. Yeah, they still have that. Oh my god. It was so great. Yeah. I fucking yeah. I love the Muppets. It's cute. I didn't read it the last time I went. <laughs> So did you ever, like, were you ever into any of the Jim Henson stuff, like Labyrinth or Dark Crystal or any of, like, the movies? No. Okay. Have you seen, have you seen Labyrinth? No. I haven't seen a lot of things. I feel like I've been sheltered for most of my life, but yeah, I know. Oh, my God. So you don't know the magic of David Bowie and his super tight pants. (laughs) <laughs> I want to know now. 
David Bowie, okay, everybody else to listen to this knows because everybody else has seen Labyrinth. He's the Goblin King, Jareth, and he has these pants that are... I mean, just look it up. They're insane. And this is a kid's movie, and you can totally see, like, yeah, David Bowie in really tight pants. David Bowie tight pants. Labyrinth. Just look up David Bowie Labyrinth. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. (laughs) Oh my god! The children watch this? (laughs) yeah because it's the best movie ever oh my god i love that movie god you can just like see everything like oh my god this does like look familiar though i don't think i watched it (laughs) no i found this picture and photoshopped in the picture is like an arrow and then words to say david bowie's crotch is clearly outraged (laughs) 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 people are weird but oh wow Oh, then there's like a makeup tutorial, how to get his look. That's cool. But yeah, man, this looks creepy. What is this? It's a fairy tale. Oh, um, you don't even know. It. Okay. All right. She's a girl, Jennifer Connelly, who's amazing. And she has a stepmother who she doesn't like. And she has a half brother who she has to babysit. And then she wishes that the goblins come and take the baby away. And then the goblins actually do come and take the baby away. And she has to get him back from the goblin king. So she has to find a way through the magic labyrinth. And there's lots of puppets and adventure and scary Muppets that take off their heads and throw them around. And there's a big giant monster named Ludo who is very sweet. And there's a little goblin dude who's awesome. And there's a little worm. And it's the best little worm ever. A little British worm. (laughs) British worm. Yes, he's a little British worm who asked her to come in for tea. Oh, my God. I can't. (sighs) So she marries David Bowie in the end because they see her in a wedding dress. You got to watch the movie. I, I I need to. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should. I just, I just feel like every episode I'm just disappointed. You really are. You're really. You're just. You're breaking my heart. I'm sorry. I'll try. That, that'll be my New Year's resolution for 2018: is to not break Emily's heart so much. Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> Now I don't, I don't even, I don't want to do the podcast anymore. <laughs> I want to go start a labyrinth podcast with somebody who has some goddamn culture. <laughs> well, I'm, unfortunately, I don't have any of that. So. <laughs> I'm out. But um, yeah, I can undisappoint you by uh, talking about our, our Lord and Savior, Luke Skywalker. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. So, if you follow me on Twitter, you might have noticed me go on a little bit of a Luke Skywalker rant earlier this week. Because, look, all right, get this out of the way, first of all. If you don't don't like The Last Jedi, that's fine. As long as you're not being, like, a super big asshole about it, that's okay. But there have been certain complaints that have been made, particularly about Luke that have really bothered me. 
And I feel like they're just, they're really frustrating because I don't, I don't quite understand like how you can go to a movie and make these complaints because it's things like, like they don't, they want Luke to be exactly the same as he was at the end of Return of the Jedi. Which I understand like, you know, wanting your your heroes to be to, to continue to be heroes and to always be strong and good, but that's not particularly um, good storytelling. And I think I think actually I think it was a a tweet that that Steele made and it was something to the effect of Yeah, if Luke's story ends at Return of the Jedi, then yeah, then Luke ends in this way and, you know, nothing bad ever happens again. But people's stories go on. And so to have a Luke Skywalker story now, he can't just be that guy. He can't just have to be be an infallible hero because that's where he ended. Because... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's there's a quote. Um, I'm trying to think of the exact quote, but it's something to the effect of any story can have a happy ending if you end it where if you pick where you end it. But you know, stories go on happily ever after isn't happily ever after. And Luke Skywalker story doesn't end at Return of the Jedi because Return of the Jedi there's still a fucking lot of shit ton of stuff to do. And he's what, like in his mid-20s? Early 20s? Yeah, early 20s. Yeah, so he goes and he has a life. And he's a person. And I really think that's what The Last Jedi showed us. I, I think people, there's a certain amount of people who just wanted Luke to, like, ride in on a big white horse in, you know, and be like the knight in shining armor and swing his lightsaber around and save the day. And as somebody who likes stories and who likes to go to the movies, that sounds so dull to me. Like if Luke was just like, Hey, I'm just going to like Ray just shows up and gives him the lightsaber. And he's like, yeah, let's go kick Kago Ren's ass. Like, there's no story there. And instead, what they did is they give him this great, complex, really interesting story. And all right, I'll I'll, let me go back to my tweets because I said this better when I could actually like write it down. But basically, (laughs) um, all right, I'm just going to read him. We can sort of go from there. But yeah, here's the thing. I never cared about Luke Skywalker. I didn't hate him. But to me, he was always just a blank slate hero archetype. The Last Jedi Luke is a fully realized character. I want to stop strangers on the street and say, (laughs) can I please talk to you about Luke Skywalker? And I'm not talking about things dark and gritty being automatically better or anything like that. But goodness with no contrast is dull and meaningless. I don't want to watch a character who doesn't have to learn anything. I want my characters to be people. Flawed, grubby, pitiful, beautiful, amazing people. Ray is our audience mirror, and her anger and heartbreak and disappointment in Luke is very purposeful. But the message isn't your heroes will always disappoint you, so fuck it. It's your heroes are people, 
and they may disappoint you, but could they still become heroes again? And and I've seen people say things like, well, you know, Luke learned lessons, you know, back in those first in the first trilogy. And I'm like, man, I don't know what kind of life you're living, but I didn't learn all of my life lessons by the age of 20 something. That's not how life works. In fact, you not only are learning lessons later in life, but you're learning the same lessons over and over again. Because, again, we're people and we're fallible and we fuck up. And that's what Luke does in this movie, is we see a Luke who is broken. Who is carrying so much guilt and and anger and disappointment and frustration. Who... <coughs> who really does think, you know, that, that the Jedi have, have always been this organization that would just completely fuck everything up in the end. And he sees himself having completely fucked everything else up because he had this, you know, let's say one moment of weakness, a really, really, really bad moment of weakness, this impulse that he didn't go through with and it wasn't, going to go through with but still completely fucked everything up because sometimes that happens sometimes the things that we do in a in a instant spiral out and affect the rest of our lives and so we see that luke and okay if we had kept that luke if that had just been the only luke that we see then yeah i could see you have a legitimate play, complaint against luke skywalker in this movie but that's that's not what happens. Is that he's Yoda smacks him in the fucking face and is basically like, hey, dumbass, there's still stuff for you to do, and people can learn from failure as well as success, and that's not just talking about Ray, that's talking about you, dummy, be better than this. And then he does. And I think what's cool is, and I had a friend say this on Twitter is in the original trilogy Luke wanted to be a hero and set out and did heroic things and in The Last Jedi Luke doesn't want to be a hero he just wants to be left alone he's scared and he's angry and he's sad and he's mourning for his you know his students and he's mourning for Ben and he's he just found out that Han died that he's also going to feel responsible for and he takes that and he still does the right thing he does the heroic thing and for me like that's when Luke is more heroic than he's ever been yeah I agree with all of that like I feel like a lot of people went into this film hoping that you know Luke Skywalker would save the day in the end or he would want to be there for Rey but I think that you know this perfectly showed Luke Skywalker like that our this the whole theme of this movie to me was that our heroes are flawed and I feel like seeing all these flaws of our favorite characters including Luke really showed that they're human like you know you said before how Luke is grieving for the loss of his Padawans he let his sister down he lost his nephew to the dark side because and he made mistakes too like he felt the darkness in Ben and he's like I I should just kill him like to end this all to end everything that I've started and once he ignited that lightsaber he had realized that 
he had just ruined everything. And he had to live with that for so many years until Ray came to him and said, hey, like the resistance needs your help. But of course he was, he closed her off, didn't want to help her. And of course, try to teach her why the Jedi should end because he felt like he was to blame for all this. Like he was truly flawed and obviously he prevailed in the end and, you know, he helped the resistance. So I... I don't know, like, I really enjoyed the story and seeing Luke, and it it doesn't bother me that a bunch of people are, like, complaining, but it's, and then again, it's like, I, I understand fully if you didn't like this movie. Like, I went to a party last night, and I was talking to people who didn't like the movie, and I was just trying to explain them, you know, like, we needed a Star Wars like this. We needed to see our heroes like this, because not everyone's perfect. Like, we saw Luke in the original trilogy do everything. Like, he you know, found out who his father was. He fought his father. He brought, you know, lightness back to the galaxy. Like, he was our hero. But now with this new trilogy, we have not, like, I feel like Rey is not that new hero, but she's lightness in the story, or the light. And I don't know. I don't know where I'm going this, but I... I just really enjoyed Luke's story and I just I hate seeing people bash on this like honestly it's been really sad for me seeing how many people online that are like purposely shitting this movie and like being like trolls like our friends writing stuff on Twitter and people saying this this story is awful or Ryan Johnson should kill himself or something it's it's sick and you know it makes me really sad like that's why like I haven't really been on Twitter a lot lately because I just hate having to deal with the backlash of this movie and I know that you know it shouldn't mean so much to me you know it's just the movie but no like this you know Star Wars has been there for me forever like um I don't know I've been going through some hard shit lately and you know watching Star Wars and you know talking with you about Star Wars um is making me feel better so I it holds a special price in my heart and everyone in this community does so I'm hating that this movie is getting shit on so much yeah I just one of the one of the things that annoys me is that the people who who dislike this movie the ones who 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 think that they speak for the you know quote unquote true Star Wars fans like oh this isn't it's always it's always it's always in the plural you know it's always this isn't the film that we were waiting for this isn't the film that we wanted this isn't the Luke that we want like if it's not the movie you wanted that's fine but you are not all Star Wars fans and you are not you know the the decider of what a what a true Star Wars fan is or what they want like this is honestly like this is exactly the movie i wanted like this is the movie i needed this is the movie that i felt the franchise needed (coughs) and if you don't agree with that that's okay but that doesn't make me less of a star wars fan than you uh yeah and you know people just talking about how this like diminishes luke as a character like no it doesn't it shows that he's human like you're not perfect like you made mistakes before like you know said earlier like people make mistakes that you know unfortunately affect their life and this was luke he made a mistake that affected his life like he went to octu to go die and that's what he did is that he died there but he died a hero and the way that he died it was powerful and it was unexpected. But, you know, after looking, after watching back, you know, of course, when Ray is first, um, you know, talking to Kylo through the Force and he says, what, this could kill you. Like, that's kind of hinting that, you know, Luke projecting himself through the Force, like, was going to kill him. But, you know, seeing him at that moment where he's with Kylo 
and you see him go back to um, he's on the rock meditating. I feel like that was just a really powerful moment because that's when I felt like Luke Skywalker was back and that he had connected himself again through the force because he had blocked himself out through the force this whole movie. So he was able to, you know, find himself at the very end. And God, I, I, I love it. Like I, this movie was so unexpected, but it was everything that I've ever wanted. And I just like, so I've, I was a couple months ago. Um, I was watching some episodes of the old, um, like the really old, like Flash Gordon serials, because um, I was doing some episodes of Robbo's podcast, uh, Wookie Genome Project, which you guys should check out. He, he sort of looks at the the things that that influence Star Wars, and to me, again, this is just like for me personally, like Luke and the original trilogy. I sort of felt like the same way I do about those sort of Flash Gordon type heroes, which is, yes, they're the good guy and yes, I want them to win, but I never, I never really felt like a connection with Luke. Like he was never, he was never my character. And when, when the original trilogy ended, like there was never, like I was never like wondering like, oh, like what happened to Luke Skywalker? Like I was interested in what happened to Leia. I was interested in what happened to Han and Chewie, and all these different characters. But Luke, I don't know. He just was too, too much the good hero for me. Um, and I and I, I I understand a lot of people love him, and I think that's great. I I wish that I had that. But even as a child, like I didn't, I didn't quite have that connection. And it's not that he didn't have conflict. Obviously, things like Vader being his dad, that's a fairly huge thing, but it was something that happened to Luke. And I feel like that's what a lot of the original trilogy was things that happened to Luke. And what I liked in the last Jedi is Luke created this conflict. It was Luke's actions that that set off this whole spiral of events. And so all of that internal stuff is is because of him and what he did. And I I think this really, you know, introspective Luke adds adds such depth to that character. Like to me, this is a movie where I mean, I still think Luke's a hero, but it's, again, like, this is a movie where, to me, Luke Skywalker is a person. And that makes me care about him so much more. It makes me so much more excited for that hero moment. It makes me so much sadder when he does die. Like, I, when he's watching that, the the the, the son, and then he, it suddenly switches and you see it like the twin sons... I mean, like, just fucking tears. Like, it's so beautiful. It's so well played. Mark Hamill does such a good job. This beautiful, quiet scene. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this, like, it's just such beautiful storytelling. It is. 
And, you know, going back to when you were saying that, you know, the very beginning, we wanted to know what happened, like, what was going to happen to Luke or like everything. Words. But, um, yeah, I think it's interesting because the original trilogy, we were always wondering, you know, what's going to happen to Luke. And now we're wondering, you know, because of Luke, what's happening? Like, he caused all of this, you know, like he caused, he didn't cause Ben to go to the dark side, but he was, you know, main factor. Like, Ben felt betrayed by his master once he woke up and saw that he had his lightsaber that he wanted to kill him. Like, that obviously affected Ben to the core. And that's why almost basically the first order exists and why he lost all his padawans but another thing too is you know going back to the twin sons i have always loved the binary sunset scene because you know i've had those moments in life too where it's like all right like i want to find my purpose like what am i doing here and that was luke and you know going back to this movie where he's looking at the twin sons i feel like right then was like i found my purpose i I'm going to go in peace. And that's when he died. Like he, when Ray said that, you know, she felt his, him go. And she said, but you know, I didn't feel sadness, just peace and purpose. And that's how he went. And I almost feel like that was a goal from him in the very beginning was, you know, he wanted to find purpose in life and to be a reason for something. And it's amazing that he found that, but you know, through the way, like he made mistakes because again, our, our heroes should be human and they should make mistakes, which people like to forget that. But I don't know. I. It just seems like. It seems like if he doesn't. If Luke Skywalker doesn't fuck up, the story is so boring. You know, and. God damn it. I'm gonna. I, I'm so annoyed that I'm doing this again because I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about fucking Steel again. But, <laughs> but he. I, I have to admit, he's very smart, and it annoys me to say that. But. He, he said it's like. It's like Star Wars. Some Star Wars fans wanted Ryan Johnson to paste a, a red lightsaber and a green lightsaber into a UFC fight. And I really like there does seem to be that segment of fans who just wanted, you know, like a big like lightsaber brawl where there's good guys and there's bad guys and there's no d- deeper conflict to anything. And the good guys are always good and will never fuck up ever. And the bad guys will just be bad forever. And I'm not saying that's everybody who didn't like the movie. I understand. Like, I have some friends who did not like this movie who are very reasonable about it. But yeah. there's this there's this segment and it's not... I don't even think it's that they're big. It's that they're loud and persistent and feel the need to do things like butt in on t- tweets where they don't even follow anybody involved just to say nasty things about this movie. And that's where I'm like, okay, you know what? Go away from me right now. I'm so done to seeing those articles. The last Jedi is doing terrible in the box office. It's like, do you know how many people I hear a day that say, I'm going to go see Star Wars today because I really enjoyed it. Or I'm going to go see Star Wars again because, you know, I want to give this another chance because I feel like this was a movie where a lot of people didn't get at first. Like a lot of people saw this and was like, I don't think this was what I wanted. And then they go back again. They, you know, understand it. They understand, you know, that we needed these certain character developments. We needed this certain like story to happen because we needed to see Luke Skywalker like, make mistakes we did see poe make mistakes we had to see you know a lot of our characters making mistakes 
And, you know, fuck those people who are going Rotten Tomatoes and leaving terrible scores just because they feel like it and they will want to create email accounts to do it. Like, are you really, like, that mad? Or you just want to be a troll and just be like, you know what? These people worked two years or worked very hard in this movie and I'm just going to shit on it and message all of them on Instagram and tell them that they're ugly or they're fat or they should kill themselves because I didn't like this movie and I didn't like how these characters were shown because that's not my Star Wars and they should bring back the legends. It's like, oh my God, no, can bring back the EU people. Uh, Like you, these people who do things like, like make a petition to have the movie like stricken from canon i'm like (sighs) like first of all it's a fucking movie fucking relax you know what i didn't like any of the prequels i'm still a huge star wars fan you know what i did when the prequels were everything i watched (laughs) the original trilogy again because i liked those movies that's what you can do you can just watch those movies that you like if you don't like the new movies, yeah, it sucks. But guess what? There's going to be more of them forever. And you can just watch the old ones. Or you like the EU? There's a bazillion books. Read them again. Yeah, like there are some really good books. And there's, you know, comics from the EU. And, you know, I I 100% understand that you don't like the prequels. Like, that's okay. Like, I grew up with them. And, you know, I have a fond appreciation for them. But... I saw this tweet the other day of someone being like, you think The Last Jedi is bad. I had to deal with the prequels and then putting like pictures from the prequels being like, you see this? This is not from some stupid video game. This is Dex's Diner from Attack of the Clones and just shitting on it. And it's like, who asked you to do this? Like, why are you shitting on something that you... You know, it's like people just do this shit for attention, I feel like. And it's... You know, I understand you didn't like it, but it's like... Where are the prequel? You know, I don't know. Like I, I'm trying really hard not to offend anyone because, like, I, I love. I try to like everyone. I don't want. I, I came here to make friends. Like you know, really. But it's like, why do you got to bash on shit? You know. I mean, here, here's what I would say: is if I am with other friends who don't like the prequels, I am very happy to make fun of the shit that I don't like about them. Because I think yeah. there's quite a lot to make fun of. How, what I won't do is do that in front of people who I know really like them. And I won't, like, like because I don't, I don't want to ruin them for people who do like them. So, like, I'll go out, like, like one of my favorite podcasts, We Hate Movies, which makes fun of bad movies, like, did a couple of prequel episodes. And I love them. They're hilarious. <laughs> but I'd be like, you know, like, I'm not going to be like, some go up to somebody who I know likes the prequels and be like, hey, you should listen to this. Because I'm like, no. Because when there is stuff <coughs> like out there like bashing The Force Awakens or bashing The Last Jedi, I just I don't go read it. Like, if you have valid, you know, comments and concerns, that's one thing. But also, like, no, I really like this movie. And I don't feel the need to go read things that are, are from the standpoint of I am wrong for liking it. And so that's why, like, you know, I'm, I'm very careful with the prequel stuff, which is if people ask me, like, hey, what do you think? I'll be like, yeah, I don't really like them. Or if it comes up in the conversation. But I also, like, I'm not going to go on, like, some hate-fueled tirade because I know you like them. I know people who listen to this podcast like them. And I don't, I don't, 
want to make people feel shitty for liking things. Yeah, and it's like, I totally get that you don't like them. And I, you know, like, I, like I, I get it. Like, there's some things, but I just hate when people are like, oh, this movie was okay, but it wasn't a Jar Jar. And it's like, you're just trying to be funny. Like, do you really mean that? But that really reminds me of, you know, being... You know, growing up and I really admired the prequels and I, you know, starting to kind of get into my Star Wars fandom majorly and, you know, talking to people and being like, oh, the prequels stuck. The prequels suck. Fuck the prequels. And unfortunately, like I fell into peer pressure and was like, yeah, screw the prequels. Jar Jar was awful. Like Anakin, Hayden Christensen did terrible. But then I was like, really? Like, I, you know, I spent most of my childhood watching all these movies and I have a great appreciation for them. But then again, it's like, I totally understand that, you know, people don't like this and it's not, you know, like you, like I totally get that. But it just, it's like when you're purposely without even asking, just like bashing and being like, fuck this movie, fuck George Lucas, you know? And it's like, just, I, I just, I want positivity. And it's like, I understand like constructive criticism, but when you're just going out, just blasting something for no reason, just like, oh, to get likes or retweets, it's like... Like, go home. Like, get off Twitter. You know, go on a walk. It's probably nice outside, you know? Like, some places it's not snowing or raining. Like, you know, or hang out with your dog. Like, play fetch, you know? Like, you need to make a good relationship with your dog. Like, don't be shitting on people online. It's like, you know, it's the holidays, but... I don't know. Go to the theaters. Go see Last Jedi. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, But... Anyways. Uh, Luke Skywalker... He's great. 10 out of 10 character. <laughs> Go Mark Hamill. But fuck, man, I can't get over how Mark Hamill did in this movie. Like, that's just one of the things that has stuck out to me was just Mark Hamill's performance. Um, What I like is is how much of Mark Hamill is in this Luke. <laughs> because yeah. if you, like, I'm sure, I'm sure probably most of the people who listen to this follow Mark Hamill on Twitter, but he's, he's so, like, funny and sarcastic and he's a really witty guy, and you know, he's just—it's great how much of that is in this movie. Like he's just so bluntly funny with Ray. Their interactions are so great. Like besides the stuff, like even putting aside the stuff, like the emotional, like you know, yelling at her, training her stuff, which is beautiful and amazing and so great. But just like the the funny stuff, like when he tosses the lightsaber or. <laughs> the 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 milking creature and like like staring staring ray right in the eye as he takes a sip of the milk that's so fucking gross it's so fun i've never seen anybody drink milk aggressively at somebody before like he does that as a personal like it's like a fuck you drinking milk i didn't know it was possible to say fuck you by drinking milk but he does it and it's so good and and like the little bit when when she when after Ray uh, shoots the hole in the wall and she has the line about the thing the caretakers don't like her and looks like can't imagine why, and I'm like, oh, this is this is so great. Like it, I just like that he's funny. It's not just some like earnest farm boy like fairy tale prince. Like he's not Flash Gordon. He's like he's just a dick <laughs> oh i love dick luke skywalker like i is the milk god damn it there's not one day that i can't not look at the milk gif or look at the creature with the with the balls it's like oh it just it's forever in my brain 
Ah. Uh. Did you laugh when you first saw that? Like, oh, I yeah. That, I was so oh, yeah. uncomfortable. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I was laughing so fucking hard the first time I saw that. Oh, my God. Ah, oh. Like, the fact that, like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's sometimes in movies where I'm just like, somebody thought of that and wrote that scene. And then they, everybody involved is like, yeah, yeah, we'll totally film that scene. Where he goes and milks this fucking, I don't know, like, space walrus thing. <laughs> and I'm just sort of, I just sort of marvel at it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I I don't know how that came from your head, but I'm really glad it did because it is spectacular. I just can't wait for the, you know, the delayed scenes or the um, bonus features on air if we had that for the Blu-ray. And, you know, usually we do those little docu- they do those little documentaries. I just can't wait for, you know, one of the days being like, hey, like, what are these two people doing right now? We're making Utterball, <laughs> this Utterball creature. And we're here, like, I just want them, I just want to see, like, Mark Hamill, like, doing that scene or, like, practicing oh it or just God. Ryan talking about it. And I'm just so excited for the, you know, the, you know how, like, the, the commentary, the movie commentary. I'm so excited for that. Like, are, I we, getting, are we getting a director's commentary on this movie? Oh, hell yeah. I, I guarantee we are. I don't know why. I think every movie has done it, hasn't it? Was there commentary on Rogue One? Um, I don't remember. I know, like, all the movies there were because i remember um being at work watching um the with george's commentary some of them carrie fisher did commentary on the one for return of the jedi she did which was really interesting but um i don't know i haven't watched rogue one or i don't know i feel like i should know that i can't spot my copy of my copy of rogue one is somewhere but it might be so far down on the pile of dvds that if i take it out they'll all fall over like jenga (laughs) <laughs> my oh i i don't even know where it is like my room's just like so messy right now like i hate it like i i hope i get really because when i get really anxious i start cleaning so it's like i really hope i just get like anxious one of these days and be like i must clean everything because you know on my table i have like battlefront sour patch kids a shot glass a card from like 2016 um xbox controller uh, canto bite book um, white strips for my teeth, a lightsaber. I'm, oh, and some hand sanitizer from uh, Bath and Body Works. All right, is this from Bath and Body Works? Yes, Bath and Body Works. Oh my god, I have some hand sanitizer from Bath and Body Works, and it has goddamn glitter in it. Dude, mine does but- too. What the fuck? Who puts glitter in hand sanitizer? Well, you could put glitter on. And the sprays, too, because, like, it makes your skin glow. Yeah, but when I'm using hand sanitizer, I don't want glitter on my hands, because then everything I touch gets glitter on it. That's just great. Glitter is great. No, glitter is the devil. <sighs> Even hey, like you know, what's, you know what's very glittery? The labyrinth. <laughs> the labyrinth is very glittery. Maybe I like it. Do you ever use, like, glitter eyeshadow or glitter lipstick or anything? I mean, I guess I I have some, like, shimmery eyeshadows. Because I have a lot of of Urban Decay, and they have a lot of shimmery ones. Oh, shit. Do you have all the naked palettes? I have most of them. I want the new one, the heat one. Oh, yeah. That one's cool. But I don't wear makeup enough to justify it. Like, I already have 
like I have, I think I have naked two, naked three, and the smoky one. I have the naked one, two, and three, but like they don't like my skin for some reason. I feel like the naked products aren't great for oily eyelids because just whenever I wear them, it just like it wears off on my eyes or something. But do you use the do you use the primer? I, I I used to use the Urban Decay primer, but I use the um, Milani eye primer now. And that's been like helping a little bit. Or I use the Tarte Shape Tape to put it on as primer. That's been helping a lot lately. Welcome to Eyeshadow Corner on the Candidate <laughs> Dispatch. No, I seriously could do a podcast about makeup. Like that's, yeah, I watch Beauty Guru videos every day. Like that's like, you know, I fall asleep to Beauty Guru. I either fall asleep to um, Beauty Guru videos or um, the Star Wars Explain guy playing Battlefront. <laughs> which is like really weird, but like, I don't know. I just, I like watching people play games and put on makeup, but um, do you have any of this Anastasia Beverly Hills um, eyeshadow palettes? Because the modern Renaissance right now is like 30 or 20% off. And I was like thinking about getting it, but like, it's almost Christmas. So I'm like, crap, I might get a gift card or something, but wet and wild has some good ass dupes. Like they have their dupe palettes for that. They have a, I think they have a dupe one for some of the naked ones, but I I just, okay, here's the thing, like, Wet n' Wild, like, that's the shit I used to buy in elementary school, and so I feel like as an adult, I should no longer be buying Wet n' Wild. No, you don't understand, like, their products are so much better now, like, their liquid lips are so good, and I'm trying to think what else, they have, like, really good mascara now, like, they've come far in the game, like, the drugstore is, like, doing really well, like, some drugstore items I have are way better than, um regular you know like high-end stuff like my wet and wild foundation liquid foundation is way better than um than the um my nars one because i have like the all radiant nars one and the um urban the, the naked skin one i forget that one's called but that makes my skin like greasy and oily as fuck but huh. yeah i've but um yeah glitter <laughs> yeah that's how we got there glitter glitter is how we got there glitter hand sanitizer dvds star wars that's what we were talking about we were talking about star wars i know are you gonna get battlefront at this point i just don't think i am i just i don't i don't like shooters mm. and i can't i can't i can't play games for more than like 10 or 15 minutes because my wrists are so bad Oh, that sucks. I could just, it like really fucks my carpal tunnel. Fuck. I've always wanted to find like more people to play like games with and stuff. Cause I've been playing Battlefront a lot with Rashad and um, Justin from Will Communication, which they just put up a really bomb Last Jedi reaction video, which all of our podcast friends have. And oh my God, they're all great. I'm listening to Rebel Girl right now because I'm so far behind in podcasts and, um, Jess is on and she's God, she did really good. She's doing really good so far. But yeah, Battlefront. I am getting better at it, thank God. Like I started using the little turrets. Like when uh like you can do like the different troopers. When um when you're the battle droids and the battle droid like puts out a turret, it says, Good luck, turret. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> oh. But um, well, if anybody who is listening plays, hit up Brittany. 
Yeah, head up. It's Canto Brit. I'm on both Xbox and PlayStation 4. The most convenient one for me is the Xbox, though, because Rusty and I both have, um, we have both, but I have custody of the Xbox. So it's easy for me because I always feel bad because, like, sometimes, like, I'm playing Xbox and, like, Rusty, I'm, like, in Rusty's room and he's just, like, dozing off. And I'm just like playing, like having a time of my life. And I just hear him snoring and I'm like, I should leave. But nah. <laughs> uh, poor Rusty. He he deals with a lot. We all got kind of drunk last night at this uh, Christmas party and he was driving us home. And I was like Snapchatting it. And we were just like joking around with him. And he's just sitting there like driving, just like totally still, just like ignoring everything. We went to like a drive through because we wanted to get milkshakes at Jack in the Box. And we're all just like laughing. And he's just standing there like... Please kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I gotta say, like, I like drinking, but there's nothing quite as bad as being the sober person with a bunch of drunks. (laughs) Especially when it's your family. (laughs) Oh, man, I can't even imagine. Oh, poor Rusty. I can't wait until he turns 21 because he's like, he just doesn't drink. Like, I know that, you know, when you're young, you drink. Like, I probably started drinking when I was like 18, 19, but he hasn't touched like anything. I swear to God, like, he is a really good boy. Like, he refuses to touch weed. He refuses to touch any alcohol. So he's like, honestly, wait, it's like he's waiting until marriage. Like, he's waiting until his 21st (laughs) birthday to like get turned. And I love that so, so much. Is he like, does he have any interest in alcohol at all? No. Like, so is he like, is he going to drink when he turns 21 or is he just going to be that guy who doesn't drink? I think he's going to, like, he talks about it every now and then. He's like, yeah, I, but I think it just, he just does that sometimes. You know, guys do that. You know, they just talk about, you know, but yeah. I think he's going to, like, I, I think that when he's of age and I'm going to take him to a bar or something, or we're going to all, it's probably going to be around Star Wars Celebration 2019. That's why he, he just keeps talking about it all the time. He's like, I can't wait until Star Wars Celebration 2019. It's so cute. He's just Aww. like, oh, I just, I'm so excited. I get to see all my friends. We had to go see Star Wars. I'm, I talk about Rusty like he's like 12. My yeah, sister, you do. My sister and I do that, but he's like almost 20. <laughs> oh my God. But now nah, we're, we're just like super close. It's so funny. But yeah, um, I hope, I think he does. Like, I'm trying to think of like what he would probably like. He'd probably like ciders because he really likes apple cider. So maybe he'd like, because I love hard ciders. Like, that's like okay. my. My jam and mimosas. I had some bomb ass mimosas last night. You think I've I've never had a mimosa outside of brunch? Really? I'm gonna have some mimosas tonight. It's gonna be mimosa town tonight at this buffet I'm going to. No, I would just like mimosas are for brunch. I would never. It would never even occur to me to have it another time. Mimosas, like this, is gonna sound really weird, but like I was eating nachos last night, and just like the pairing with like mimosas and nachos, just it just <laughs> it was just great. <laughs> it was so good. It was just, I you know, again, like I've had like it's it's been like the worst month. Of, you know, it's like Star Wars has happened, but like it's just just like gone down. But I, you know, I was just sitting there like eating my nachos and my mimosa on the other hand, and I'm like. I'm okay. Like the first time in a while, I'm like, everything will be okay. <laughs> oh my God. But uh, I'm getting tweets from people that are talking about why I, or I've never watched a la- labyrinth. Is that what, it, what it's called? Labyrinth. Yeah. Labyrinth, yeah. 
people are angry. I'm sorry. No kidding. I need. I really need to watch that. Maybe um, I'll watch it at work. Um, when I work next, and I'll I'll, I'll do a little review on it next episode. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, people are unhappy. <laughs> okay. No. Um. Oh, I watched some Clone Wars. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm not even gonna ask you how it was because I think I already know. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you know, because I just talked about how you shouldn't shit on things, but so I won't get too much. Honestly, it's just another one of those, like, okay, fine weeks. Like, there was one about um, some spider alien dude. It was, like, really, like, apparently, like, this really, like, badass separatist, like, captain who one of the dudes that had, like, an encounter with before and Anakin has this new cloaked ship and he's supposed to be bringing supplies to Bail Organa who is stuck on this planet because the separatists are attacking it and they can't get out and then even though Obi-Wan is just like go just you have a stealth ship that is cloaked all you gotta do is land on the planet and give them the supplies but it's Anakin so he's like no I'm gonna fight this spidery guy and then in the end, he blows up the spider guy's ships. And that's the end of it. Um, wow. And then there was one with pirates. <laughs> so Hondo. Yay! Um, they, like, crashed. So it was Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. And Anakin crash land on this planet that is... Like harvesting um, some kind of medical flower, and the little alien dudes. These little alien dudes um, look like turtles without the shell, mm-hmm. but they have like little turtley guy heads, like oh, little cartoon turtles. They look sort of like Franklin, <laughs> but they've hired bounty hunters to help protect their crops because Hondo and his pirates are demanding like a huge cut. So then Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan like, I guess sort of like join forces with the bounty hunters and they teach the farmers how to defend themselves seemingly like overnight, I guess, but it's a big montage. And then there's lots of fighting and not nearly enough Hondo. But Hondo lives on to fight another day and go be a pirate. So I'm hoping he comes back soon. Hmm. Because I would really, I would watch a whole show about space pirates. Yeah, we don't get a lot of space pirates other than, you know, our good friend Han Solo and uh, Hondo. But Hondo's more of a pirate. Like, Hondo is like the pirate of Star Wars. Like, they, you know, they would joke around calling Han Solo a space pirate, but... Hondo truly is a pirate because, you know, he's good for a second. And then, like, this episode, he's, like, not batshit crazy, but, like, trying to kill people and shit. Like, killing little turtle guys. I love the little turtle guys. Yeah, I like them. And they have, like, and, like there's one where he's, like, Anakin's, like, speech teaching them how to, like, <laughs> fight with big, like, staffs. And that's pretty cool. Turtles with staffs. I like it. It was good. good. I like that episode more than the Spider Guy one because the Spider Guy one was just the space battle stuff, and I don't care about the space. The space battle stuff in the cartoon just—it's like the like story equivalent of white noise to me. 
and I just like I tune it out. I need I need like people on a planet or people on a spaceship talking, but just like laser fire, nope. I don't know what it is because I'll watch space battles all day in the live action movies, but there's something about it in the cartoon where I'm just like, nope. Something needs to happen. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like some of those episodes are just like, oh, here's Anakin being strategic in space, or here's Obi-Wan and Anakin teaming up to do something, or look, there's this invisible thing, or when Anakin was like, where's the thing? And he's like, you're sitting right on it, or something. And then they like undo it, and it's like, this is a giant missile ship thing. And then like I'm like, all right, I get it, cool. But I really like those episodes where it's like, you know, we see teamwork, like we see little turtle guys learn how to use sticks and help save themselves you know because the jedi kind of technically couldn't really because it was the jedi couldn't really like go in and help them right like they had to be like look look we can't get in the middle of this like we get in trouble well it was like well first of all because they were they were you know they just crashed there it was sort of like well if we just fight these guys off then they'll just come back next time and kill you all so you have to learn how to defend yourselves so that you can still do it when we're not here oh okay Hmm. well dang that um those seem like okay episodes i mean yeah got some hondo got some boring spaceship shit but i mean what's new all right um do you want to get two emails yeah let's get to emails all right we have three emails and then we have one on twitter that i want to answer <laughs> all right um uh, email, 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 email. We have, we have four emails. Oh shit! Yeah, man. Long live the king. King Tom just sent one earlier today. But all right. Oh my god, we we have emails. Um, <laughs> here, let me answer the one on Twitter real quick because I know because okay. I I got one on Twitter yesterday that made me laugh. All right, so uh, someone named Reed asked uh do you think luke ever hung out with the caretakers slam some brewskis and the like <laughs> um well reed thank you for um sending in a question um i don't think he hung out with the caretakers because i remember reading somewhere that he or they just didn't get along like this was their land and he basically just like not overtook it but just like was there uninvited. So they kind of act like he's a hassle. So that's why, you know, when Ray was like, I don't think they like me. And he's like, can't imagine why. Cause I don't, I know they didn't like her because the thing with the cart and then they, she's sh- right shot a hole through the wall. But yeah, I, I don't think they hung out. I don't think they, uh, slammed some brewskis in the like, like I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't imagine Luke would have been great company anyway, but I also feel like, yeah, they're just, you know, they're doing their job. They're caretaking the, like, old Jedi temples. And, like, that's just their job. And they don't probably don't have to do much besides, you know, occasionally make some repairs and, like, dust some shit. But then all of a sudden this motherfucking Jedi shows up. And he's, like, probably super grumpy and being a dick and just, like, grumping around their, on, the, on their island. And now they got to deal with that shit on top of all their other work. I would not like Luke Skywalker if I were one of those caretakers. 
I wonder if he asked them to do his laundry for him because like you saw <laughs> them like doing laundry. Like I wonder like if one day he like went to them was like, can you do this? And they were like, eh, no, I don't think they speak. Yeah, I don't think they speak English. So it's probably like a language barrier because I don't think Luke can speak a lot of languages because I know like some Jedi like don't know because I believe Anakin because I, I don't know. That's a question for King Tom is that how many languages do Jedi know or, you know, certain characters? Because I feel like there's like language barriers a lot across the galaxy. So. Um, well, like, like, cause he, like, he doesn't speak. What, what is the language that the Wookiees speak? Oh, fuck. All right. Um, like he doesn't under he doesn't understand it. Like I know that like most people don't speak it because they can't like make the sound with their throat. But Luke doesn't understand it, right? It's called Shirawook. S H Y R I I Wook. All right, that's right. <laughs> I would no, it's one that I've heard before, but only like through other people talking about it on like podcasts. And I actually I think there's a line about it in one of the Canto Bite stories because one it? of the characters. Because one of the characters does speak it. Is it Wookiee speak? I mean, I, I can't. What? <laughs> it's called, or no, it's apparently it's also known as Wookiee speak. <laughs> okay, I've never heard anybody call it Wookiee speak. All right, Thakran? No, what's that first one? Oh, Shirwook. 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 Something, I don't know. Yeah, but that's the one that I've heard before. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, maybe there's, because there's, like, three different ones. But, um, but yeah. Um, thank you, Reed, for the tweet. Appreciated. And that made me laugh yesterday. I need all the laughs. All right. Um, here, I'll read Rashad's. Our friend Rashad sent us an email. He does a podcast called Will Communication. They talk about comics books you name it they talk about it they're awesome guys so highly recommend you listen to their podcast rashad titles this email deleted scenes hi ladies hope all is well in the high stakes table yeah thanks uh in your last jedi reaction show you touched on something i thought about as well the feeling that there's a lot left on the cutting room floor in just deleted scenes we already have confirmation that there are or there are an an <laughs> we already have confirmation that there are even entire deleted scenes and that brings me to question you two what scenes do you think were cut from the film what may have been missing are there any scenes you hope exist somewhere keep up the great show may the force be with you your friend Rashad sent from my iPhone <laughs> <laughs> um well we just got confirmation about deleted scenes right that um Luke's second there's lesson. Some, yeah, there's some Luke stuff. Third, yeah, Luke's third lesson, and then more of Rose and Finn on the ship. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about both of those because I really, I mean, first of all, because I'm, I'm curious as to what that third lesson is. Um. Also, I really, I want all the Rose that I can get because she's great. Yeah. Um. We had talked. We had talked a little bit last week about how I thought. There was some missing stuff with the uh, the Justin Throws um, code breaker, and maybe some more stuff with Benicio. Um, I'd be happy with that. I don't. 
I mean, it's not, you know, necessary. That's one of those things where I'm like, there's definitely stuff missing there, but whether it's stuff that they ever actually shot and finished and got cut or got cut at like a script level before there was even filming, who knows? But I'm hoping there's something there because I, I, I want more Canto Bite. Me too. <laughs> I, I'm so surprised still on how much I really enjoyed Canto Bite because I honestly feel like a lot of people that I talk to, like they say that they had issues with Canto Bite. And then I kindly have to explain to them that we needed a Canto Bite because we needed to see the character development between Rose and Finn, you know, the animal message by animal cruelty, you know, with the fathers, like we got to see some cool shit. But um, yeah, like I want more of that. I want more Rose and Finn, basically. I really enjoyed Rose and Finn too. Like I never really liked, I you know, I liked Finn in the beginning, but he wasn't my favorite. But mm-hmm. I understand him so much more now that, you know, I thought at first that, oh, he just wanted to run away. Like, he's done. But, you know, he cares for Ray so much. And he wanted to help her. And, you know, we got to see that he's a caring person. And, you know, we got to know more sides to him. So I'm really happy that we're getting to know all these people. And I really want to get to know Rose more, too. Which is why I'm excited for the little Forces Destiny little comics or shows that they're going to do. And they're going to have Paige and Rose. And that's going to be really cute. Um, I would also love it if there was some more um, Holdo. Oh yeah, like I can't I can't think of anything necessarily specific, but I'd like to see I'd like to see something more with her because I love her and Laura Dern is amazing and awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome, I could use more Holdo, but um, yeah, thank you, Rashad, for the email. Emily, do you want to read our other email from the rock god, Eric Struthers? Yes, I will. And Eric does the Bad Motivators podcast that you should listen to. He is also on Sith List, which you should listen to. Yes. And he, as Brittany says, is a fucking rock god. And he's awesome. And he has Thor hair. And I love him. He's like the nicest person. Like, dude. Oh, my God. I'm trying to convince him to come out for the live show in New York oh in January. God, do it. He should. He I I would come, but there's gonna be one in LA and my school semester starts like uh I think January sixteenth or seventeenth, so probably can't make a trip to New York, unfortunately. Maybe another time. I'll have to come up and visit you sometime. Yeah, and then like and hopefully like maybe like we can all find a time when like Colleen can come out and Rebecca and all of our Star Wars family. Yeah. Get all the Star Wars peeps together. And then for celebration, whether it's in Orlando or in Anaheim, we can all go to Disney Park and ride Autotopia. <laughs> I'm not riding that fucking dumb car ride. Okay, guys. Emily w- refuses no. to ride Autotopia because I I terribly explain things. So I basically explained to her that you're in a car and you just, you know, you go around, you're kind of like in Tomorrowland slash you get, you know, you ride and kind of, it's like not really behind the scenes, but you can see the train. You can see uh, the water Biden or where the Finding Nemo ride is. You can see the monitor. They used to have like um the people mover. You can see like the tracks from there that used to be the people mover. You can see the Matterhorn, just a lot of different things. And it's cool to just like sit there and people watch, you know, it's cool to be like a passenger and just being like, yeah, I'm chilling. 
But okay, one of your things in your description just now was you can see the tracks of where the people mover used to be. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool seeing like old things at Disney because Disney's so old. Like it's cool seeing like okay, like this used to be there. Like you know, like or being with someone who it's like, well, fun fact about this is that this and this and this. Like that's me. Like I'm always that person who's like this used to be here and up there that used to be like used to sit in a little thing and used to like go places but yeah <laughs> if it's like a 10 minute wait we're going <laughs> or if emily's drunk enough <laughs> oh but okay before i anger you too much let's read the email <clears throat> bear with me because this is long and I'm going to stop to cough during it because I yet again have a cold because my immune system fucking sucks. All right. This is from Eric. And it's titled Luke Skywalker, My Hero. Ladies, I love The Last Jedi. I didn't expect it to be how it is. And once I got past that, I enjoyed one of my favorite movies ever. I am semi-baffled by any outrage surrounding how the character of Luke Skywalker was portrayed in this film. In The Force Awakens, we find out that Luke blamed himself for what happened with the Jedi he was training, and he went into hiding. When Rey finds him, he is a hermit on an isolated island. What sort of Luke did we expect to see in The Last Jedi? He knows the First Order is gaining more power. He knows that his nephew and former pupil is now Kylo Ren. Why did we expect him to suddenly turn it all around when Rey shows up with a saber? What kind of person takes off and isolates himself after things fall apart? A broken person, an angry person, a defeated person, a person with no hope, a person filled with shame and regret, a person who realizes that the very standard he sought to rise to was itself flawed, and repeated some of the very same mistakes. The Luke we find in The Last Jedi is the only Luke that makes sense when you really think about what The Force Awakens left us with. It's very true to life in that respect, and honestly, his reasonings on why the Jedi should end are very solid. All of that makes his ending all the more meaningful. His display of power shows us he is a true master. His sacrifice shows us that he is a hero. A-plus Ryan Johnson, A-plus several times over Mark Hamill. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Eric, for managing to succinctly say what I was rambling on about for, like, 45 minutes. I would like to frame this email and, like, put it up and be, like, people ask what it is. Like, this is a beautiful explanation about the last jedi and why luke skywalker is fantastic and why he's a real person with feelings and makes mistakes and he's human because people like to forget that but that's okay it's fine what it's i fine. yeah one thing one thing i really love is he touched on here is is the mistakes he makes that we we so often see the jedi making because you know he, he talks about um like one of his reasons when he's talking is is you know that the the, the hubris of the Jedi and that the Jedi, you know, created all their greatest enemies. And, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Like with Kylo. And I think that's such an, an interesting thing is that he really, he really has repeated these failures that, that we've seen with the other characters in the other movies and and that's why I love when, you know, when Yoda shows up to be like, yeah, dude, you're right. That was really fucked up. But now it's time to put on your big boy pants 
and like do what's got to be done. And then Luke does because Luke is awesome. Yes, he is. Amen to that. Like, another thing, too, is that, you know, the Jedi have been flawed forever, but Mark, or not Mark, Luke makes, like, a perfect reason why, like, the Jedi were romanticized and why they shouldn't be. Like, that's totally reasonable that, you know, his explanation for that is, you know, during the history lesson of the Jedi that, you know, they allowed Darth Sidious to rise up to power and to defeat most, almost all of the Jedi. And that's something I feel like, you know, us as viewers, like, I feel like a lot of people who not really got the movie romanticize the Jedi. Like, they believe all the Jedi are perfect and et cetera, but they're not. And this movie, we got to see that. And I feel like I'm just, like, been, like, repeating myself because, well, but, yeah, like, we, the Jedi were romanticized for so long. And finally, Luke was like, no, like. They shouldn't be like, this is why. And he beautifully explained it. But, but yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Eric, for that beautiful essay. Yeah, dude, that was fucking awesome. Please send us more emails or essays. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Uh, our next email is from Darren. We haven't heard from him in a while. Hi, Darren. Um, Hi, Darren. He titles this uh, Luke's Question. Hello, Canto Bytians. <laughs> oh, I like that. Me too. Oh, I like this. <laughs> I love Ray. I love when she said, when she's in the cockpit of the Falcon, she's like, oh, I like this. That was cute. <laughs> I love Daisy Ridley. She's just adorable. Just, I want to put her in my pocket. All right. Anyways. Um, Warning, my questions are a bit saucy, so just to warn oh my God. listeners I just, first. I ahead. Oh my god, Darren. <laughs> I read this on my work break yesterday. I didn't read this yet, I just read it now. I was at like a potluck, and I was like sitting alone, and I was just like laughing at myself, and people are like looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? And I'm like, uh, I'm laughing about sex, but no, but... um. I want to know, in all the years since Return of the Jedi, what Luke's sex life was like. Was he celibate, or did he have to squeeze, have a squeeze somewhere? On the island, dare I say, he sees something on in the caretakers, or were there dirty pictures of Jedi books that he can take care of himself? In fact, I have a theory that the reason he looked at Rey at first sight, because it had been a very long time since he had seen a female and had some feelings in his loins he hadn't felt for a long time. Anyway, have a happy and restful time over the holiday season. <laughs> Darren? Well, Merry fucking Christmas, Darren. Merry Christmas, Darren. We know what's on your mind this Christmas. <laughs> now, actually, there, there's something pretty interesting here, which is because the EU no longer exists... So we don't have him, like, falling in love with, like, the spaceship. spaceship ghost thing. I, ca I can't imagine Luke Skywalker having sex. I don't want to. No, well, not, uh, that sounds mean. But I, I see Luke Skywalker as a celibate man. Like, I, I don't think he had to squeeze anywhere. Uh, I don't think he saw something in the caretakers. Maybe there were dirty pictures in Jedi books, because, like, obviously, like, you know, he's a dude. <laughs> no, but, um, I 
I don't think that he saw anything in Bray, though. Like, I feel like... No. No. I... I don't know. I just don't feel like he cares about that kind of stuff. It's, like, the most boring answer ever. And I'm trying to be, like, as realistic as possible, like, for Luke Skywalker. I just don't think that Luke Skywalker was a very sexual person. Like, I think, like, the only person he really had feelings for was his sister. And I feel like after he realized that that was his sister, he's like, nope, I'm done. 100% done. No, That would probably fuck you up a little bit. Yeah. And also, like, the thing with with Leia was such, like, a... I mean, if he ignoring the sister thing it's such like a like an innocent like little boy crush mm-hmm. of oh my god look at the pretty like the beautiful girl who i'm gonna like rescue so it's not it, it, it that never like the kiss aside like it never felt particularly like sexual to me yeah so i don't know like i could i could totally see Luke Skywalker as an asexual character. Yeah, me too. Um, and I certainly, I certainly wouldn't see him as somebody who was like, you know, like he wouldn't be like trading on the on the legend of Luke Skywalker and you know, like going around to various space ports and like getting, you know, getting chicks by showing them that he was like a Jedi or something. Like that's definitely not him. So, I don't know. I mean, also, he was pretty devoted to the whole Jedi Master thing. And it's possible that he went with the whole, like, no attachments mindset. Do you think that was probably something that Yoda taught him? Like, the very very beginning? Like, obviously, it's something we didn't see on, you know, during the film. Because I think that either Luke knew or just like he just was asexual or non-celibate and after reading you know the Jedi text he's like oh okay yeah like I I didn't I never had sex anyways like I'm good like I don't see that you know yeah I don't know like I feel like that might have probably not been like one of Yoda's top like priority lessons I mean especially since we've seen that not not work out great in the past with the whole Anakin thing. Hmm. But I don't know. Like there's just, there's something and it's not, it's not like, it's not like Mark Hamill's like an, you know, like unattractive dude or anything. I just like, I can't picture Luke with somebody. Yeah. I can't either. Like, which makes me think. So when this movie first came out in 77, do you think that people were like shipping him and Leia together? Oh, they absolutely were. Like that's just cool to think of. Like right after this movie came out, having conversations with people. Oh well, I think Luke and Leia are gonna get together. Like I can totally see it. And then like they see like a trailer. I don't remember seeing an Empire Strikes Back trailer, but it being like crushed when they see that Luke and Leia or that Leia and Han like are making out, and it's like no, <laughs> you know. Well, because fandom, we got to realize is that, I mean, fandom, fandom predates the internet mm-hmm. by quite a ways. And, um, like the first like real, uh, fan fiction was l- newsletters and zines off of the, of Star Trek, the original series. 
Um, and it was a lot. Of, I mean, obviously there was other stuff before that, like even like published literature, there's, you know, like stuff that would technically could be considered fan fiction, but sort of as a culture, it was really with the original series. Um, like I said, mostly, mostly Kirk and Spock, but it was, it was people trading newsletters at, at conventions and, and fan meetups and stuff. And so I'm, I'm, I'm sure the same existed for Star Wars and there definitely would have been Luke and Leia shippers. I, yeah, because I feel like right now we're seeing a lot of uh, Raylo shippers, but I don't think, I, I don't have the power in me to, to go in that, into that today or ever, <laughs> but um, yeah. I don't know. Like that just made me think. Like that would, I don't know. Like if George Lucas decided that you know, like they weren't going to be siblings, that like they would have like most likely would have gotten together, and that would have like made. Well, yeah, because that's why. I mean, that's. I mean, it's quite obviously that decision that came after that movie. Yeah. Because if they're siblings from the beginning, you don't have them kiss, because that's fucking gross. But. I mean, I don't know. I've, yeah, they were definitely, they were definitely like super upset shippers. Like that would have been devastating. Like if you had spent all this time like thinking of like those two and like writing stories about them and like <laughs> devoted to them, and then it turns out that they're they're not only are they not together, but they're siblings. Because like I've you know I've had plenty of of, of pairings that I like turn out to not be canon, and I'll continue to write them because it's you know it's 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 fun just and i'll still read about them because i don't need things to be canon but it's pretty hard to get over the incest what do you write about none of your business (laughs) is anything in star wars um not much right now i sort of have an idea for uh um a DJ story that I want to do. Oh my god! But I'm sort of I gotta I gotta see the movie a couple more times before I can do that. Mm. I can't wait. Is that going to be for episode twenty five? <laughs> um, what episode are we? Um, no, because that's only three episodes. Look, I made some promises. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I was pressured into making some promises. <laughs> episode twenty five probably not gonna happen unless i'm like super inspired because like there's just been so much shit at work and then the holidays and i'm like oh i don't know Hmm. if i have a really good idea but i'm just sort of like i don't have anything that i particularly like i don't know i don't just want it to be a rehash of the of the uh fic that i did for the celebration so it's got i gotta have a good idea first and the DJ, the DJ thing isn't isn't porn. <laughs> it's just like a, it's just Aww. like a character thing because I'm I'm sort of fascinated by him. Me too. And also, I want to bang him, but sorry. No, that's good. No, like there's like people like outside my door right now. Like people? Yeah, I know it's my family, but it's just. Okay. It'd be like shadows of like footsteps. So just like keep like turning around. Like I, th- I think they're trying to get like a behind the scenes reel of like of the Canto Bite Dispatch. But 
Yeah, it's very, it's very exciting. Oh, I know. I know Rusty likes to pop his head in here every now and then. But, oh. but I, I can't wait for that story. Like, I love in the movie when DJ is like going through the little things and he's like, bleep, bloop. <laughs> I forget what it is, but he's like, here's what we'll do this. He gets a little thing out. And he's like, bleep, bloop, bloop. Oh, I like him. It's so great. All right. So, um, yeah, thank you, Darren, for the email. I I really I, I liked I liked this email. Like this was a great email. Like this was a good question. You know, asking about Luke Skywalker's sex life. Like it's a question. Like people have sex. Like that's that's a no, I'm interested. I'm interested. Like tell, yeah, other people like not not I don't need your porn, but like <laughs> I don't need your porn. <laughs> but no, like tell us what you think about about Luke and is he because I, I don't know how how he's viewed like generally in that way. Um, and I'd especially like to hear people like if you have read like the EU books and that gives you like a different sort of, even though they're not canon anymore, it you know, that that can set, you know, a certain view of a character in your mind. Mm-hmm. So let us know if we're way off base here, but yeah, that's just sort of how I see him. Yes. All right, should I read this email from King Tom? Nah, we... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, as the subject line is, email! Email! I love it. Hey there, Brito and Lindo. Hello. I think you said it best last week. The Jedi, the order of the prequel trilogy, that is, fucked up. One of the smartest things that Luke of The Last Jedi said was acknowledging this. Although I think he was a little hard on Obi-Wan, seemingly placing the whole blame for Anakin's turn on Kenobi. But his attitude and even bitterness were completely realistic, especially considering he shut himself off from the Force. But then he gets the visit from Yoda and the inspiration from Rey, gets his shit together, and becomes one with the Force. If I had to guess, we'll definitely see Force Ghost Luke in 9. How would you like Luke to be used? I want to see him definitely make an impact, being supportive of Rey but I don't want him to be all powerful or solving all her problems. Either that or have Force Ghost Luke constantly pulling pranks on Kylo. <laughs> what do you think? Thanks for reading your pal, King Tom. <laughs> oh my God. I would, I do. I want to see him doing Luke's on Kylo, but I think it'd be really interesting is that Ray would like, he would like come to Ray, but he's like, nah, I'm not going to help you. <laughs> like, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to drink my green milk. But I don't know. I don't know if Force Ghost can go to people from the dark side. I don't think we've ever seen that before. So. Well, yeah, but would, would any of them want to? I mean, it might not be a can't thing. It might just be that they haven't. I wonder if darks, if people on the dark side could also see the Force Ghost. Or if it's only if you're on the light side of the Force. Hmm. That's because we know that, like, yeah, because, like, not everybody, sorry, not everybody becomes a forest ghost, and it's like an incredibly, like, difficult thing to do. So maybe it's not like a maybe it's not a power that the dark side ever cared about. Hmm. Maybe because if you're all about, like, basically power and becoming immortal, I guess you're not thinking about, well, when you do die, you can come back as a ghost. 
like that's probably not one of your goals. <laughs> Just like chilling, watching some Ewoks dance. Yeah, I think that was Anakin's first thing he wanted to do. Was like, I want to go see some Ewoks dance. Like that's <laughs> that's the number one on my to do list to do dead list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um. I mean, we've got we've got to see Force Ghost Luke, right? Yeah, like, we have to. We have to. Or a conspiracy theory: What if he's not actually dead? Because Snoke and Phasma are obviously a lot. No, I'm kidding. Oh my god! I saw somebody posted just the like a screen cap from the Snoke isn't really dead video, and I'm just oh, it's so annoyed. Stop it. Just wait till they release the Snoke book in like two or three years. Read it and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I understand the point that Phasma might be alive. Like I personally don't think that she is because she fell into a fiery pit hole into like space. So yeah, I I think she's dead. But Snoke, we literally saw his dead ass face. Yeah, like. Do they need to like chop them up into more bits? Like, do we need to see the bread sliced a couple more slices? Like, I, I, it's hard to convince people of things. But then again, it's like, you know, some people still have conspiracies, which, you know, they're fair that they don't think that Ray is actually a no one because it was kind of Kylo telling her, but, or it was her saying it and Kylo being like, yeah, you're no one. Your, your parents sold you for drinking money. Like you, you're no, I have to tell you. So I saw the movie again on Monday after, um, my, one of my finals and, um, that scene where Ben's like, you're nothing, but to me, you're something. And someone was like, Oh, <laughs> I know I wanted to throw up. I'm like, no, that's not what you're supposed to say. That's not romantic. That's not, it's really creepy. That's bad. Ray deserves better. Ray is a sunshine, Ray of sunshine who deserves the world of happiness and porgs and learning the ways of the Jedi or whatever she decides to learn. It's okay. I support Ray through everything. But yeah, that was just like really like weird. Just I heard a, oh. <laughs> but no i feel like i feel like force ghost luke would be sort of kind of like we saw yoda in this movie Mm -hmm. like i feel like that's the kind of guy he would be like he's not gonna like straight out give you all the answers but he's gonna set you on the right path and tell you if you're being dumb yeah i yeah i I don't know. Well, so, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I always think, like, yeah. So, no, but, okay, go ahead. No, it's okay. It's me. I'm I'm terrible at interrupting people. Like, I always feel bad when I'm playing, like, Xbox or PlayStation with people and accidentally interrupt them. And they're like, no, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, it's literally me because I've been interrupting people since 1995. But <laughs> I – because a lot of people are saying that, oh, it'd be cool if, like, we got a Force Ghost Qui-Gon or we got a Force Ghost to, like, Yoda again with Ray, But it's like – you can only see the force ghosts of a person that you've actually, like, know, right? Because it's not like Yoda's going to come with a force ghost and she'd be like, what the fuck? Who are you? You know? Like, I feel like you would have to know these people to be able to see them through the force. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know if you would have to be, but f- just from strictly from a storytelling standpoint, it'd be fucking weird because she'd be like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah, it wouldn't be a "Oh hi, Mark." It would be like a "Who who are you?" <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you, Your Majesty, for the email, or Pablo. Yay! Thank you. But uh, yeah, that's uh. That was our Christmas Eve spectacular, where I disappointed everyone and talked about makeup and Luke Skywalker and sex. <laughs> because that's the Canto by Dispatch. <laughs> yep. Luke Skywalker, makeup and sex. <laughs> just, that can just be our new description in iTunes. <sighs> I love it. 10 out of 10 would recommend to all of my friends. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Emily, uh, where can we find you on Twitter? Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at EFLIND. That's at E F L I N D. And you can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram as Canto by Pod. You can send us emails, top three topics, whatever you desire, except for uh, your fan fiction porno things. Well, you could just send that to Emily. But um, the podcast email is cantobypod at gmail.com. We'd love it for you guys to also review us on iTunes because that's awesome. We want people to listen to us to you know like be part of the canto or <laughs> whatever our name ends up being or our um mashup name or you know how like youtubers have their like uh their names for like people you know like their listeners or their followers like our our followers or i think i think they're just our friends yeah you guys are just our friends so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh thanks for listening and we will uh see you guys next time Bye. Bye.